He looks determined without being ruthless. Something heroic in his manner. There's a courage about him. Doesn't look like a killer. Comes across so calm. Acts like he has a dream. Full of passion. You don't trust me, huh? Well, you know why. I do. We're not supposed to trust anyone in our profession anyway. Peace, 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 and welcome to The Rematch, which is part of the BasketballNews.com podcast network. On The Rematch, you'll hear in-depth interviews with notable names from all walks of life. Because sometimes the media just doesn't get it right. The Rematch is that second opportunity to clarify, put things in proper context, correct fake news or misreported controversy, the media still exists as the most powerful entity on earth because they control the minds of the masses. I'm Atan Thomas, and the full truth is what we are aiming to catch. Many media stories omit details that would dilute their clickbait roar, and that's why there's a need for the rematch. Today I'm joined by Jeff Green. We talked about how good that young Oklahoma City Thunder team with him, James Harden, Westbrook, KD, Serge Ibaka could have been if they kept everyone together. We discussed him, Harden, and Russell Westbrook playing together this past bubble season in Houston and Westbrook bouncing back from testing positive for COVID. We discussed the million-dollar question about if KD and Russell Westbrook had beef, and he gave a heartfelt tribute to the passing of icon John Thompson. Really good episode. Hope you enjoy. My man, Jeff, what's going on, sir? How you feeling? I'm amazing. I can't complain at all. Oh, that's good. That's good, man. Well, thanks for coming and sitting down with us, you know, here on the rematch. You know, you know, you're my guy. I was looking at the notes. I was like, wait, 34 years old. When did that happen? <laughs> I know. Time you know has flown since we've been in OKC together. Okay, man. so when we was in OKC, y'all were like young. Like it was, yeah. you know, me and me and Kevin Ali, we were the old grandpas on yeah. the team. You yeah, know what I, I mean? Was, I was 20, 21, 22. Katie was 19. Yeah. Russ was like 19. It was yep. James. Like it was, it was a really young crew. And that was James Harden's, uh, that was James Harden's rookie year. Cause I rookie remember year. actually he came up to me when I met him. And he said, like, um, he said, nice to meet you, sir. I grew up watching you. I was like, yeah. grew up watching me? What you mean? But then I had to do the math. I was like, yeah, I guess so. You know what yeah. I mean? Because like 18, 19 years old. So Yeah, you had a lot was, of young cats there. That was a special group, though, man. Yeah, we had a talented, talented class of young guys who, who it was, we were all hungry, wanted to win. It was, it was fun. That was, a, that was a good year. Good you year. know, I always tell people that, if the Thunder would have kept all of y'all together, right, that y'all would have won at least two championships. And I yeah. still stick to that. I still, yeah. I, that's what I feel. Yeah, me and Russell actually talked about it when we uh, got back together, uh, when I re-signed, when I re-signed uh, with, with Houston, um, you know, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And people don't, I don't think people understand, like, the talent that we had, you know, you know with, uh, you know, myself, KD, yeah. Russ, Serge. Serge, right. Uh, you, you, Nick Collison, yeah. James, rookie year. Like, we had a lot of, lot of yeah. good talent. It was just like, we were all young. Right. Like, for, for, 
you know, myself and Katie and Russ, James, like we were trying to find our way, trying to figure out how to win. And, you know, we won off basic, you know, of talent that we had. But, you know, when it came to playoffs, it was just, you know, try to fight. And we ran into a, you know, a monster and, you know, the Kobe Bryant. So, yeah, yeah, but, but but y'all were young though. It's just y'all were gonna be learning. And I, yeah. I just thought that they they broke it up too quick. Like they in my mind, you do everything that you can to keep that unit together as long as you can. Like you ride to the wheels yeah. fall off. If you have to go into the luxury, you go into the luxury cap a little bit because you know y'all had like a special group. And I just I just still don't understand why why it didn't work. <laughs> well, you know, that's the business part of the NBA, man. It was, I never forget that was the year they, they offered me an extension and I decided to go into free agency to test. And they were like, you know, and that, that's when I realized, you know, teams are going to do what they're, they're going to do uh, wow. to help themselves out. And, you know, they, instead of losing me for nothing, they wanted to, you know, get something, you know, for me. And it was, you know, that's just the nature of the business. And I think the business really, hurt OKC as far as letting talent go. They did the same with James. Right. Um, and that's how James got to Houston, you know, not letting him walk away for nothing. And, you know, that's just the nature of the NBA. Well, talk about how, how great it was for y'all to all reunite in Houston. Um, yeah. I was happy for you. You saw some of the games. Yeah. I, just, I was just text you. Nice dunk, man. That's what I'm talking about. Y'all you know what I mean? Like, how was it yeah. that y'all all reuniting? Now, it was it was – it was amazing to be honest with you because you know when you know when i think about like me russ and james last time we were together you know being you know early 20s mm. it's like man and then you think about 10 years later it's like you know what russ and james has done over the, the, the course of their career us getting back together like we talked about like we had this thing me and james had like russ used to clown us about like uh like this the group me katie and him and james the Burlingtons we used to have like <laughs> and we were young you know not knowing what he was doing that was the the instagram before instagram even you know right. got really popping so right you know it, it was fun just to you know talk about the the memories we you know we started with and how we all started because not a lot of people know that you know we actually played together pretty much and you know that you know we had the talented group that we had you know it's interesting people always ask me all the time if westbrook and kd had beef while i was there and i was yeah. like no nah, they was friends yeah. all the time. <laughs> we already kicked it like it that's not yeah. people think they know but they don't know at all but believe they were everybody was all yeah. cool <laughs> believe me i got it every day do you really not like each other like Oh man, it's just you know people make they make stories they you know they twirl stories to you know create uh, you know hits in the media and that, I mean you can't fault them for that I mean by by the way they Katie left in the split it looked like you know they right. had a problem but they didn't have a problem it's just the nature of the business Katie wanted to try another route and that's just how it worked out and you know right. people ran with the story and. You know, for them, it's just like, you know, let them run with it. We know what we're about. We know how, you know, our friendship is. And, you know, it is what it is. And that's how, you know, I saw it. So let me ask you this. How was it this season in the bubble? Um, you know, because that was a whole different experience. And, yeah. you know, just how how was it? Because one of the things that I'm, you know, Westbrook tested positive for coronavirus before he came there. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and I know he's not somebody who's going to make any excuses for anything like he's not. Yeah. But I saw that his timing was off, like he was trying yeah. to push. He was like like somebody who hasn't played for a while and was trying to get his rhythm. But he was trying real hard to get it. And you know what I mean? He just couldn't quite get it at different times. 
and it reminded me of flashes of the young Russell Westbrook that I saw when I, we were playing at Oklahoma City when sometimes he just wouldn't have his rhythm. Did yeah. you see that at all? No, I mean, I, I was firsthand. I saw it, you know, because, you know, you got to think he missed, you know, a handful of practices. Right. Um, and then, you know, he he comes back and, you know, it's different from practice and, and games, as you right. know. Right. And he just he just didn't have it and not have it, but he didn't have a rhythm, you know, the, mm -hmm. the rhythm of the game, you know, where his shots are going to come from. And, you know, it was a different game in the bubble. And, you know, he came back, but he was he was energetic. But, you know, the shots, his legs uh, wasn't there. And and then he gets hurt and, you know, he missed the whole seeding games and he comes back uh, after game four. Uh, first round of OKC, and he still didn't have the rhythm. So, you know, we we had a, a, a Russell who was, you know, the athleticism, the quickness is still there, but the rhythm, the legs, and everything wasn't there. And you know, Russell, you know, Russell, he's he's going to fight it, he's going to fight it, he's going to fight it, and it just wasn't enough time for us to really get him, you know, reps to, you know, have his legs to have his rhythm because we play it every other day. Right. Like it started it started to feel like back to back to back to back. Right, right, after right. For a while it's, because the day offs, you know, they go they go super quick. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was hard to get him in the gym to get up and down because we were playing every other day. And, you know, we didn't have enough time for him to get established with the rhythm of the game. And, you know, but you know, like Russell, as you know, Russell would say, we're not gonna make excuses about it. We're just gonna, you know, go with the results. But uh, it was tough. It was really tough for him. Uh, but the bubble life, man, it was, it was actually, it was like a, I looked at it as a big AU tournament that was yeah. just, you know, just the players and teams. It wasn't no yep. fans allowed. And it was, it was, for me, it was great. It was a great experience once time, once, hopefully once in a lifetime experience. <laughs> I hear um, you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I definitely enjoyed it. It was a different, it was a different feeling. Like I remember the first game we played Toronto. Mm-hmm. In our in the pre the so called preseason games before we played the seeding games, and I went to the free throw line, uh -huh. and it was just dead quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you used to hear people yelling. Right, right, right. And I was just like, man, like, like this is super weird. And I missed the first free throw, and I was like, <laughs> man, like, I got to get used to this. And you know, creating your own energy, you know, it was it was definitely tough to to create your own energy every other day. In right. front of no fans, in front of nothing. So it was, it was definitely something you had to really get used to. Let me let me ask you this because you know it, the small ball, it, it's yeah. it's different. You know, I'm I'm of course not a fan of yeah. small ball because <laughs> that that makes me like a dinosaur. You know what I mean? But you was like playing the center, and you had a great yeah. season. I mean, I was you know texting you while I was looking. I was like, man, my man Jeff is over here hooping. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was having a good. A, a really productive season. Um, how do you like small ball? Uh, I mean, there's pros and cons to it, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the pros, I look at it at an individual standpoint, being somebody, you know, who likes to get up and down the floor. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of shots going up. Uh, and especially with D'Antoni, the way he mm -hmm. plays, the freedom he allows each player to have. You know, selfishly, I loved it. Okay. You know, because, you know, the position I'm in, uh, he allowed me to showcase a lot of what I can do, you know, mm -hmm. being on the ball, um, you know, playing multiple positions, guarding every position. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I enjoy it. But there comes a time when you do have to play a team like the Lakers, who are, 
you know, AD had to fight JaVel, you had to white, you had right, Brown. Right, you know, right. and with small ball, you know, with our team, I mean, we had guys with big hearts. So, you know, I'm not gonna say that we couldn't guard them, but right. sometimes it, it would be tough, you know, you know, with the length, uh, with the size that they had. And they adapted to us after the first game, but they still had in some positions the length and the size. Hmm. And I think that's where, you know, it's a fine line of uh, small ball. It's like, uh, man, I wish we had just, you know, just the one big who can, you know. I mean, you had Tyson Chandler there. Like, I, you yeah, know. I mean, I, Tyson's my right hand man. You know, I was yeah. with Tyson every day at the bubble. That's my guy. Yeah. You know, it was just, you know, it was, it was tough. You know, I really, sometimes I looked at it and I was like, man, I wish you got there. Just, you know, just boss him out. Just, you know, so hard right. cows, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. get that energy. But, you know, I think just, you know, the vision that Dan Tony and, you know, the front office that they had, you know, it was just, you know, small ball and nothing. And, you know, with Tyson, it was just, you know, bad luck. So were, were, were you surprised that Dan Tony said that he wasn't coming back as quickly as he did? Well, yes and no. I mean, I wasn't there the whole season. I wasn't there the previous, you know, last four years that he was there. A couple of years he was there. I think it was four years. So I don't know, like, you know, his mindset. You know, I, I didn't – we didn't have those conversations. So I don't know, like, you know – Maybe, you know, in my eyes, I'm like, maybe he just thought his, like he said, it was time for Houston to get a, you know, new voice, you know, and, that, and that's what I just took it for what it was. And, you know, he was, it was a tough spot, you know, you conference finals two years in a row, then losing two years in a row again in the semifinal, uh, the semis is like, ah, like, I think he was just like, you know what? Uh, we've done everything, you know, you went through the era of having a big, that you went to small ball and it's like, I mean, what else can I really do? And I think he just saw it at the time that he can, you know, depart all the graces, um, you know, with the front office and, you know, go down a new path. And, you know, so I, I, I don't know, uh, you know, what happened previously before I got there. Uh, right. I just know he didn't sign the extension. And yeah. I, I took, I, you know, I look at that, you know, when you're in this business for a while, you look at that as being a, as a a time where you're like, man, if this year don't we don't get it done, you know, I guess it's my turn to to exit, you know, and and that's just how I saw it. But you didn't see like a situation where like he felt like he lost the players in the locker room. Sometimes you no. hear things like that, but from a coach yeah. or you know he didn't he didn't uh, connect with players or anything like that. It it was just that it was just time to go. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, for me, I just think it was time to go. I didn't see the 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 players like, you know, tone him out. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't see that. You know, he had an open door policy where, you know, when we saw something that we wanted to fix or he saw something, he can come to us. Like it was it was great conversation. I had you know, good conversations about him, like, you know, maybe I should do this. And it was, mm -hmm. you know, let's let's try it out. You know, mm -hmm. and that's that's how it was. You know, he was a great coach to play for. Well you had a very productive season. And so one of the things that I saw uh, you know looking at your your career um, you play for a lot of different teams. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that you see is that you play for repeat teams. Like you go back to a team that you played for previously and you don't see that a lot. And yeah. a lot of times, you know, you're, it, it speaks to your character where you don't burn bridges, where it's not like something personal. And, you know, they open you, they welcome you with open arms two years or three years down the road uh, yeah. to come back to the team. Is that something that you... Was that intentionally done, or do you notice no, it? I mean, honestly, is 
I mean, you know me, like it's just my personality. Like I'm even kill, you know, I get along with everybody. But honestly, it's like I always tell like the young guys that come in now, like don't burn your bridges. And the NBA is all about timing and opportunity. Uh-huh. Like if you look throughout the course of my career, every time I was, you know, one, I was traded twice, I think twice. It's always been like about like contracts. Like, you know, in Memphis, I got traded to Clippers. It was because, you know, everybody got hurt. Mike Conley, Mark, like everybody got hurt and they were looking to rebuild. And uh-huh. at that point, I was the one who had trade by you because Mike and everybody was hurt. Uh-huh. And it was, let's get something for him because next year it's going to be rebuilt. Uh-huh. When I got traded from Boston to uh, Memphis, it was a it was a process of contract. Okay. When I got traded from OKC to Boston, it was contract. Okay. And I mean, other times going from team to team is just opportunity and timing. Like it, you know, it was just wasn't my time there, and that's how I look at it. I mean, I and I never like held a grudge to you know the team that didn't resign me, like. For me, you know, for what I've been through, is I'm still playing basketball. Right. That's all I care about. Like, you know, we've been through the heart right. surgery. Right. Still being able to play year after year after year and at a high level is just like, Definitely. you know what? I'm not I'm not going to dwell about, you know, the teams I play with because right. at the end of the day, they're still calling for me to still play. That's true. So, That's you know, it's a, it's a blessing. So, right. you know, I never really held a grudge. I always, you know, stayed positive. I always kept a good uh, relationship with, you know, with, the front office, the coaches uh-huh. who I had a contact with, and I just leave it at that and, you know, see where the future holds. And, you know, I always came across, you know, that conversation again. Well, you know, would you like to come back? Sure. Play basketball. Yes, of course. That's good. I mean, it's crazy seeing you, you know, now you're the wise old vet. And yeah, you know I what know. I mean? <laughs> Before you was like know, the young cat. But, yeah. it, you know, you mentioned the surgery. We both have that in common. We both had open heart surgery. And, you know, a lot of people don't understand the process of what it took no. for you to battle back. And, you know, it, I, I remember when I had mine and before I had people like um, Ronnie Turioff reach out to me and I had um, Tractor Trailer reach out to me and Fred Hoiberg. Fred Hoiberg was like, he was like, call me anytime. He was like, no, I mean it. Call me anytime. And I was like, all right, cool. So sometimes I call, I was like, hey, Fred, uh, I like, can, can I speak to Fred? You, you, you remember you said I could call you anytime. Yeah. Because because there's just certain things that you don't know. Like, talk yeah. about the process of battling back and everything that it kind of took. Man, well, you were one of the first people I, I contacted. We had right. a, a conversation about what to experience. And, you know, then Ronnie and, like you said, Fred. Mm. And it was it was the one of the hardest processes of getting in shape, of learning your body all over again that I've ever been through. Right. And... You know, I tell people all the time, you know, that I think people, my my goal was to always come back and try to have people forget that I had heart, heart, heart surgery. Right, right. If that makes sense. Oh, definitely. And it's like, people forget like, oh, he had heart surgery. And they'd right. be like, oh, but he's playing well. And it's like, no, you don't understand what I had to go through. Right. <laughs> right. Like, it felt like, I tell people like, I had, you had to learn almost how to like walk again. It's like, walk. Yeah. walk to, you know, five steps was like yeah. you ran eight miles yeah you know yep. it's like yep. you go from literally first steps to to running like that's it's the most difficult process ever yeah. like like walking was your rehab yep like walking right. was your rehab like <laughs> i never right. forget i have my surgery in cleveland clinic 
Okay. And I went back to DC to stay with my dad. Uh, to, so him, him and his wife, they looked after me, you know, the pills and everything. And my right, right, rehab right. was going to Pentagon City Mall. Uh-huh. Just walk in the mall. Yeah. That's all I did. Yeah. And I would walk for five minutes. I sit down. Me and my dad would sit down. We'll walk again for five minutes. I sit down. And that was the rehab. It was the hardest thing yeah. ever. Yeah. And people were like, like, you sure? Like, yes. Like, I, people don't I, understand. I, they don't understand. <laughs> man. Don't and understand. I, I'd be like, you know, like, you know, there's, you know, ACLs, their ankles, yeah. surgeries, right. but heart surgery. Yeah. You're talking about people who laid on the, that's been for a couple minutes and yeah. you know now is all right now you got to walk after right. after like three days two days after surgery it's like right, right we got to stand up we got to breathe in this tube and it's like oh yeah. man it was oh the yeah the tube the breathe yeah. the breathing the tube oh yeah. man you know, you know, it's funny boat. when i i remember the first time i looked in the mirror and i was like oh my gosh like i had lost like 40 or 50 pounds yeah. i was like i ain't been this skinny since high school hey, <laughs> it's like yeah. oh my gosh what I did, I t- so I took a picture. Uh, so uh, my best friend Willie Jennings, he was there every step of the way. We was in uh-huh. Cleveland the night before. We took a he took a picture of me before, uh-huh. and I was and that was the lockout year. So in uh, right. 2011, mm-hmm. so like work out every day, and I was like ripped, and I was like fit. And then I took I they was like the doctors. I never forget. They told me they said the first thing we want you to do is go look in the mirror because it's going to be you for the rest of your life. And I never forget, I, I was in my hotel room. It was like the fifth day. And I looked at the mirror and I was just like, what the hell? <laughs> I know. <laughs> because you get, you know, like, you know, you lose all definition. Everything. Everything, everything gone. Yeah. And I was just like, who, who right. is this? And that day forward, I was like, I have to get back. Like, right. I have to get back. And, you know, you have your days. I had one day where in the hospital, I was like, I, I thought about it. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. And I woke up. I'll never forget it. It was like two, three in the morning. And you know, you had the suction. Oh, and yeah. You had to yeah. you know, call for like, right. And I had a piece of phlegm. It was stuck in my throat. And you know, yeah. you can't like, <laughs> right, right. You can't, it even was breathe. The, you can't even take a deep breath. <laughs> nothing. And I had yeah. tears. I was like, I really, I looked at him and I looked at him. I was like, I'm not going to do this. Yeah, it was the hardest thing ever. But people like people don't they, they don't, don't understand. Like, they don't and, and I tell you, like I never wish that on my enemy. Like right. you know, but like you have to honestly you have to go through it to understand, but I never want anybody to go through it. Oh no, for sure. Know? I remember I remember being at the hospital and I and I had my surgery at the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time I'm there, you know, and I'm I'm laying down and every time my heart beat, I could see myself move. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh my God, I am in bad shape. So I was just, I was just not happy. I was like, yeah. getting, like depressed. I was, you know what I mean? I, I didn't want to, you know, the nurse came in. I don't want nothing. Get away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Type of thing. So the nurse said, okay. She's like, I've seen this before. I'm going to wheel you down to the children's ward because they want to meet you. I was like, I don't want to meet no kids right now. She's like, no, no, it'll be cool. So we went yeah. down. And I saw all of these kids because they just knew a basketball player. They didn't know who. They just knew an NBA player was yeah. in the hospital. So they went and saw me. And these kids were way worse than me. Like some of them were waiting for hearts. Like yes. some of them had, you know, like ball heads and they had medicine and all stuff hooked to them. And they were so happy. You know what I mean? So that yeah. kind of, she was like, you know, if they could be happy and thankful. That's what the nurse said to me. You know, and I was like, dang, okay, you yeah. got it. 
Then uh, that switched no, everything man. for me. I, then I felt bad for feeling bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. I had that happen to me, and um, I got to Memphis and Boston. Like, you know, you do the hospital Christmas visits. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And because you have, you know, you went through the procedure that, like, you know, be it'd be special if you can, you know, see right. these kids. And right. I think that's when it was like, I think that was like the turning point of my mental that was like, man, you got to appreciate this. Definitely. And that was the turning point, like seeing these kids, like newborns, yeah. one-year-old, two-year-old. Yeah. And I never forget, I did a PSA for the Heart Association in, in when I was with Boston in uh-huh. the practice gym. And like, I was looking at the kids and they, they smile, like you said, smile. Right, right. And in my head, I'm like, man, I don't have to go through this. And, right. and I remember like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. why are you mad? Like, you, right. look, look at you, you're playing again, you're happy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, ever since that day, like I, I've been different. Like my, my, like positive mm-hmm. every day. No it changes your whole person. outlook. Yeah, on life, like, like yeah. as a whole. <laughs> like playing basketball. Like man, yeah. people at like to go back to, you know, like the question of resigning with different teams. Like uh-huh. people are like, man, you should be mad. You're making the minimum. Like mad. Yeah. Right. I'm playing. Like, I don't care. Like, do you know what I just went through? Exactly. Like, <laughs> like those moments, like, really, like, shaped me for, like, you know, like, the future, like, in my perspective on life. It's like, you know, enjoy yeah. it. Man. Have, enjoy have it. you had, have you had younger athletes then email you or call you their representatives or something like that who are about to have heart surgery to ask yeah. you for advice? Yeah. Like, uh, when I was, when in Washington, I, like, I, I always invite them to a game. Uh, mm-hmm. And Washington, I never, I forgot the kid's name. I think it was Jacob. I okay. invited him to the game at, at Madison Square Garden. We played uh-huh. Madison Square Garden. We met before the game. Uh, I did it. I did it in Cleveland. Every year, I try to, I try to build a connection with somebody yeah. who yeah. Uh, is going through it. But I can't think of the, a kid. Yeah, because uh, it's crazy. It's crazy because they look at us as their inspiration to yeah. make them feel that they're gonna, they're gonna be all right. Like I've yeah. talked to people, like some people call me like, hey, my grandfather is going to have open heart surgery. Can you just say yeah. something to him? And I say like something to him and then they tell me how their whole outlook on everything yeah. changes. I'm like, yeah. wow, like that's, yeah. like, that's yeah, crazy. No, <laughs> my thing with kids, I always was like, you know, because like that, when I had my surgery, it was like Iron Man. Like that's when they started doing Iron Man movies. So I like Iron, yeah, Man. Yeah. Iron Man, you got to be Iron Man. Like, right. I, I was like, Oh, Iron Man. Like, I love Iron Man. So, everywhere, <laughs> like, I got Iron Man statues upstairs. Right. Like, my girls, like, they have an Iron Man statue that they, yeah, they yeah, check yeah. out my room. Uh-huh. And they're like, this is daddy. I'm like, that's, daddy. <laughs> that's what's up. But no, like, I don't know about you. Like, when I had my surgery, mm-hmm. like, I met, like, it was, like, I never met anybody who had the surgery besides yourself. Right. And Ronnie, and Ronnie. But right. we never talked about it. But yeah. once I had to go through it, oh, it seemed like every day. No question. I was like, what no question. People, like, yeah. like, because you become got... an inspiration for them. So yeah. they know you. You know what I mean? It's like, like you know, I, I heard you <laughs> having a surgery. I had it back in, you yeah. know, when I was, you know, 30 or something like that. And, you know, yeah. I'm still going strong. You know, I hope the best for you. And I was like, wow. Like, it was yeah. every day. All the I time. It's day. like a big fraternity. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, so exactly. do you remember? I, I remember, you know, coming back and playing and, and, you know, working out. And remember, like, so the year, like, after you have the surgery and then you start, 
doing a little bit of stuff with the team, mm-hmm. right? Not not yeah. all the way playing, but, but you, you get that itch and you want to do a little bit of stuff, right? Yeah. So you, you're working out and everything, and then the first time you get tapped on the chest. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, the first time I was like, oh, I did yeah. like that, and then everybody stopped like, are you all right, man? You know what yeah. I mean? Gilbert was like, bro, do you need to go sit down? But it just like shocks you like this. Is that? Did you feel, experience anything like that? Yeah, no, I had multiple moments. So the first time I played pickup, I was at Georgetown. I played okay. with the, kid, uh, the guys who were at Georgetown that year. And I, I was telling, I was like, I want you to hit me. Like, right, not right. Like, hit me, but. No, because like, you don't want them you, to treat you differently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, if you have a chance, like, hit me in my chest. Like, because I need to feel it. Right. And, like, I would get hit and I'd be like, I wait. Like, okay. Like, it hit again and I wait. But Did, you have, did you have the, the pad thing? Yeah, I had the, the pad. Right, right, right. But the first time, <laughs> i never forget this, the first time, it wasn't working out. I was in, that's when I, I would go back to Boston. Uh-huh. I just after like I was rehabbing and stuff and I would go back to Boston and I because like I got away from the game and then I went back. So KG, Paul, uh, Rondo, they were still with the team. So I never forget. Okay. We was in the locker room after a win. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, boo, boo. and KG not thinking he turns. It's like, yes, yeah, high five it hits my chest. <laughs> and his face, he was like, oh, you're right, you're right. And I'm like, I weighed, I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Like, don't worry about it. I'm good. Yeah, and that yeah. was the first time I was like, oh, stop. He just hit me in my chest. Right. Like, I hope nothing happened. Yeah. And then it was like nothing. I was like, all right, cool. Like, but his face of panic, I was like, no, 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 I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. That was the first time that I was like, all right, I, I can, re- I could take a little, a little contact to the chest. I'll be all right. Yeah, but that's good. I'm, it's such a, you know, great story and your comeback story and the way that you, so now you're playing, no, nobody even thinking about it, like you said. So that's just, that's just amazing in itself. I want to um, ask you a little bit about growing up in Prince George's County. And, you know, my, my son is a PG. You yeah. remember Malcolm? He was a little cat back when, back when you know, Oklahoma City. But he grew yeah. he big now. He's about to go yeah, into Matha. Yeah, yeah he's going into Matha this yeah. year. Like, he, he's, you know, he's big. But, you know, Prince George's County is a special county. You know, and that we, we him and all the, the team, I, I coached the AAU team. So they all watched um, In the Water and learned about everything from the county. Yeah. And one of the questions I always have, and a lot of the guys have, is why none of y'all went to like, you know what I mean? Like Maryland or like, you know, like KD didn't go to Maryland. How so many guys were right here go other places. Of course you went to Georgetown, but you know, for the most part, a lot of guys don't stay here. And why is that? I would like to place the blame on Gary Williams. Okay. He gave (laughs) me the last scholarship away. You know, uh, I think I told him this actually, I told him this a couple years ago. And, you know, I wanted to go there. Like, I bled, like, Fear of the Turtle. Like, that was, you know, you know, any, like you said, anybody who's from Maryland who's a baller, you, you Fear the Turtle. Like, that's the first right. college you know. Right. And they gave their scholarship away. They wanted me to go prep. I didn't want to go prep. So I said, mm-hmm. try to figure out a way. They didn't. So my goal was Georgetown recruited, was recruiting me. So I was like, I'm going to Georgetown. Only visit I took. I went there. And then when I signed, JT3 got the job. Okay. So I was like, in my, my mind, I said, I want to make Georgetown the best area school the years I'm there. Mm. Because Maryland didn't recruit me. All right. You guys are going to 
You got to you got to pay somehow because they they didn't want to they actually didn't want to play it. I, we wanted to play them my junior year, uh, like so, you know that you sign a contract, you play like at at uh, Verizon or on right. their campus, you know, a couple right, years. Right, right. But they didn't want to do it, so that's what I knew. You know, I had them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what is this that you uh you almost went to Syracuse? <laughs> I almost went to Syracuse as well. That was. Uh, I had a connection with Troy Weaver uh, through DC. Uh, so he's, from, he's from, yeah, he's from DMV. So, you know, that was a yeah. strong connection there. And Carmelo Anthony was my favorite player. Uh, okay. That's the year they were going to get their rings. I was going to go to March Madness, meet Melo. I was excited. I was going to s- sign a letter of intent to go there. And it was, it snowed like Syracuse does. And <laughs> it got lot. canceled. Then Troy Weaver ended up getting a job. And I want to say it was Utah first. So, you know, he left. Melo wasn't there anymore. Obviously, I didn't get a chance to meet him. So, right. you know, that whole, you know, me going to Syracuse thing got got uh, declined very fast because oh, I, wow. I didn't meet him. So I was like, I'm just going to go to Georgetown. Yeah, man. Yeah, I could have wow. been with me, man. Oh, that sucks. Now, I remember Big John was in the, um, you know, you know, he was there. And he was someone who supported me my whole time. In DC, you know, and you know, he he just recently passed away, and you know, he was a great man. Like I have a lot of respect for him, and yeah. and he and he everybody has a lot of respect. Yeah. Talk to me real quick about what your relationship was with him, even though he wasn't your coach, but he was still a you know a figurehead there. No, I'm gonna tell you, he was he was our top assistant. <laughs> if, no, right, if that right. means anything, he was at right. to, he was at he was at every practice of mine. My oh, three I didn't years, know that. He was at every practice. He would he had a yellow notebook. He would write his notes, and you mm-hmm. know, McDonald's the one way out the double doors. He would uh-huh. wait for us to come. He would stop us, say his piece, and he'd be like, "All right, get on my face." No, big John was man. He was an inspirational figure like that. So, like, for, like, the young kids now, that Black Panther, like, the iconic hero, he right. was that for, for us. Like, because, like, the that big African-American, you know, coach, basketball player who was re- well-respected in the community, um, you know, said his, his voice was loud in mm-hmm. any kind of way. Like, it was just a... Uh, he was just like an inspirational, like guy who gave us direction, who taught us how to be men, who taught us, you know, how to, you know, lead a life outside of basketball, you know, not let basketball define who you are. And that was always his, mm-hmm. his story to, you know, all the guys who came in Georgetown, you know, don't let that basketball determine, you know, how people judge you. And that was something that he preached. And that was something that he lived by. And you know, he led by example with that. And, you know, he, for me, he individually, he played a role in, you know, my hire, how I should be, how I should handle my business, make sure, you know, I'm understanding what I'm doing with my money, make sure I'm hiring the right people, you know, doing my research, you know, is, you know, being more than just collecting a check and being okay, you know? So he, mm-hmm. he definitely, led by example for for you know a younger african-american male to you know 
be bigger than you know than what people see you as, and that's the basketball player. And you know he lived by that. And he and you could see it in Dikembe, you could see it in Lonzo. So you know those were you know guys who I looked up to. So you know knowing that it came from him and seeing it firsthand, having that everyday react uh, interaction with him, it mm-hmm. was you know you know memories I never forget. That's great, man. That's great. Well, like I said, I have nothing but respect for him. And we developed a great relationship here while I was with the Wizards, especially. Um, so, yeah. I, you know, he, he, he was definitely an icon and will be remembered forever. So, hey, I appreciate you coming down and sitting with me, man. I, you know, wish you nothing but success. You had a fantastic year, you know, looking for you to have some more great years. And, Thank you know, you. keep going, man. Keep doing your thing. It's, it's crazy. I feel like an old grandpa talking to him. You know, son, it grew up, you know what I mean? <laughs> because you all grown now. It's crazy, man. But, hey, much yeah, respect. Time, time, time is flowing, man. It is flowing. Thank you, crazy, Appreciate man. it, man. Appreciate all it. All right, keep doing your thing. All right, peace. Thank you for listening to The Rematch. You can find more episodes on basketballnews.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review. You can also find my articles on basketballnews.com along with exclusive content from Kenyon Martin, Vinny Del Negro, James Posey, and more. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Thomas 36 Let me know what you thought of this episode and who you'd like to see as a guest. I would love your feedback.